Welcome to the Gospel of Two Wheels, where the coffee's hot, the bikes are fast, and thankfully all of your comments are absolutely ridiculous. We are here with the one and only, the legendary Ash Soman. It is Soman, right? Is that pronounced correctly? Yeah, Soman. Yeah, perfect. So well done. Most people say Salman. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in from, what, Nelson, New Zealand? Yep, Nelson, New Zealand. Well done. Where is that in New, like South Island, North Island? Give us a quick yeah. So there's two islands in New Zealand. We're at the very, very top of the South Island, okay. and um, we actually have in the middle of our town center the center of New Zealand. Ah, okay. <laughs> so there you go. Right on. Nice. How many people live in Nelson? If we just just to give us an idea. Oh, I don't know. Last I heard, like uh, I hear such varying things. I've heard between like. 30,000 and 100,000. It's like somewhere in there. That's It's like, yeah, it's, I think that 30,000 is a real old number. Like I think now it's probably closer to like 100,000, but that's including the general area. There's quite a lot of like towns spread out that you would consider Nelson when you're describing them to somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the entirety yeah. of New Zealand is what? Like 3 million? 5 million. 5 million. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Or it could be six now, actually. I think it might be six, but... Yeah, it's a it's not a big city, um, even by New Zealand standards. Like our our airport's not international or anything like that. Right on, cool. Mm. Uh, so, to everybody just saying what's up. Do you know Des Curry, mountain bike racer? Do you know who that is? No, I don't know who that is. Sorry, I'm a bit out of the loop with mountain biking. It's probably it's coming from my buddy Roger. That's probably an older racer, I'm guessing. But yeah, anyway, right. guys. Ash is obviously on YouTube with is now it's just called Ash Soman. It used to be Soman Films, and he makes all kinds of rad videos from everything. Like he released one last night at midnight um, about Jeffrey Hurling's coming and whipping up on everybody in the United States at the Ironman. Is that that must be Pittsburgh, right? I guess was that like close to Crawfordsville, Indiana. Yeah. Oh, Indiana. Okay. So. Um, and uh, it was phenomenal. And from things like that to one of my favorite series of yours is the $1,000 Bike Challenge, <laughs> um, which is awesome. And yeah. uh, we are here not to talk directly about dirt bikes, although we will. But we're mainly here to talk to Ash about filming dirt bikes because I think what you do, your production quality is really, really good without seeming too glossy. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like it, like, yeah. At, at a certain point, when the budget's too high and there's too much structuring going on, it starts to feel a bit off. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. give us a, first of all, give us a little background, how you got into it, and then, um, yeah, I don't know, tips, tricks, the gear you use, all that good stuff. Because everybody here is going to be asking. So. Mm, yeah. Right. So it goes back to when I was. I would have been 14. 2012, Call of Duty was all the rage and everybody wanted to make Call of Duty edits and show off their cool kill cams, right? So I learned, I got um, editing software so I could do that and um, I just started mucking. That was my first experience mucking around with it and that's, that's basically been from beginning until where I'm at. I don't know how to do something. Look up a YouTube tutorial, figure it out. You get better and better and better as the more and more that you do it. And so 
I did. I was mucking around with that for a bit, and then I also did videos of this motocross game that I used to play religiously at that time called MX Simulator, which is the most criminally underrated game in the entire world. <laughs> um, best motocross game in the world for sure. And I had a YouTube channel on that. It was called ATSYMX, A-T-S-Y-M-X, which was, it was just one of those stupid usernames. Um, like my brother and his mates would always call me Atsy for some reason. It didn't make much sense. And I just put MX on the end of it. So there you go. Um, and I got that one up to 2,000 subscribers, which I thought was a pretty big deal. Like, especially in that little community, because it was maybe like 30,000 people had actually bought the game in the game's lifetime and playing it at any one time. There would probably only be like 20. <laughs> so that was like a real indie game. But anyway, that taught me loads about um, not just editing, but also filming dirt bikes and which angles work and don't. Like there's certain angles with filming dirt bikes that just make stuff look pathetic. Like the right. jumps look really small. The track doesn't look rough, this and that. And there's other angles and weirdly they all kind of apply to every corner or every straight or every jump if you can kind of identify in your head and I, I don't have like proper terms for this stuff but like let's just say a right hand corner like you've got you've got a, a right hand corner that goes like wait, wait, I'll try to do it so I can be in the camera it's not mirrored so I'm getting really confused right here yeah. but you have a right hand corner that <laughs> goes like that yeah the, the two good angles are here on the exit, like looking, god damn it. Look, <laughs> right, no, I so, well, just say exit of the turn. On yeah, the on outside, the outside of, outside of, of the, the exit, exit of the turn. Yeah. And the outside of the inside to where when the bike goes through it, you see one side of it. Then as it comes out the exit, you see the other side of it. I don't know why, but it makes the, the direction change look so much more drastic when you see both sides of the bike in the, in the one shop. Gotcha. As opposed to like, if you were just stood on the outside of the corner and you watched it, you saw, you only saw that one side of the bike. It doesn't look like they're turning very hard. Little stuff like that. The same thing goes for whips. Whips look way bigger when the rider takes off and you can see one side of them, and then they whip and you get you see the underside of them, and then it comes back and you you see they look way better. So it's just little stuff like that. And anyway, so. I eventually was able to apply that stuff to real life because one Christmas, like I'm sure a lot of people, I got a GoPro and so um, <laughs> started, you know, could video real life stuff. And yeah, like I, I'd been riding since I was a little kid and just put the GoPro on when we go to events and that kind of thing and film it. And then I, I got another GoPro, so I'd put that on my friend when we were at events and then there'd be two perspectives. And yeah, I got a little DSLR at one point and it all just kind of snowballs from there. You start to take it more and more seriously. But I would say the big turning point in me really stepping up and, you know, going from hobby filmmaker to like actually taking it seriously and getting good was um, I was like, by my last year of high school, I was skipping school so much um and but i wouldn't do anything naughty i'd just go home because we only lived right across the freaking sports field from my school i'd go home and work on my next video yeah. <laughs> and um so eventually the the whatever you call it vice principal who calls me in with my parents and says now what the hell are we going to do about you ish and so i showed him my channel and he goes well, why are you not doing this and then that was the moment for my parents too, where they're like, oh yeah, you should do this. <laughs> they just had to hear it from another adult. 
<laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah, and it went from there. And when was that? When when did that happen? Like when was last year of high school? So I don't know. I was like seventeen, eighteen okay. maybe. Yeah. So that was. I'm 24 now. So I've, I've been doing this mostly full time. Like I've had other jobs when I haven't been able to afford living costs and that sort of thing, like part time jobs to help me get by. But um, at the moment, I'm full time. This is this is what I do. So awesome. yeah, I've been. But I've been like I say, focusing seriously on it for like six years. Right on. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. It's funny because I, I had a channel forever ago, putting up just ride videos, of just ah, just going riding, and mm. it was nothing, nothing, nothing until about I think it was three years ago. I, I looked at my wife. I had a friend who's like, "Hey, you know, man, you should be making some money on this thing." I'm like, "Really? Do people do that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of it, and so. I, I asked my wife if she was down with me doing a daily shop vlog, you know, the schlog. I'm like, are you down with me, <laughs> like, being gone, like, in the computer room a lot? She's like, mm, yeah, yeah, whatever. And, uh, you know, and then now here we are, growing pretty fast. Mainly thanks to yeah. the, the 23300 back there. That's been nuts. <laughs> Cash cow. <laughs> it was the best $12,000 I ever spent. <laughs> um, so did you get yours real early compared to a lot of people yeah i got it yeah, i right. was the first one in the state and as far as i know i was probably the first one in the west i i don't know there might have been a couple other that trickled out at about the same time uh but definitely super super early yeah, yeah which helped awesome. out a bunch you know like being yeah i'm super jealous of that must be said <laughs> yeah i know because you guys don't even have those things yet do you no we won't they say that they'll be here or last i heard they were going to be here in november i've not seen one i've seen a four stroke a 23 four stroke but i think the two strokes are ways behind because of the demand um so yeah normally when people say in new zealand that a bike's going to arrive in november it's going to arrive in about april so we'll just see what happens with that <laughs> yeah yeah uh. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Fortunately, the States is, well, there's a lot of money, a lot of market here, you know, so. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, I heard some statistic about, like, um, California sells more bikes than, like, all of Europe or something crazy. Oh, I, I, I believe it. And it's so funny because mm. California is trying to outlaw anything yeah, with, a, that. with an engine. and uh, But still, it's where the whole moto industry is. I mean, the whole thing resides in Southern California. <laughs> Yeah, the maker of motocross. Yeah, and it yeah, it's nuts. Um, back to filming. I'm sure a lot of these folks here that have GoPros are wondering what do you think is the best angle or position for a GoPro on a helmet? Yeah, so for me, it's beyond a doubt on the end of the chimp. Is that where you put yours? Uh, yeah, it hangs just a tiny bit below, but like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've got one of those clamp ones, do you? Yeah. 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 So I'm not a fan of those just cause I'm real conscious about things looking cool, especially filming them. So I, right. um, I used to always run this brand called pro shot, which makes one that's like, it's just like a V shaped piece of plastic and it just goes mm -hmm. right around the front, but each end piece. And then there's like this Velcro, but it's not really Velcro. It's that like, like little mushrooms and they all clip behind each other real yeah. strong. Yeah. Um, real good product, real underrated product, the Pro Shot. 
it just kind of never caught on but uh, certainly loads of people i know have bought them after seeing them in my videos and uh, they've always worked really really well because they can uh, be mounted to pretty much any helmet but more recently i've been going after solutions that like look even more discreet which is on the showy for example you can kind of clip the little plastic bit off the front of the mouthpiece and it gives you a bit of room there and i just there's no rhyme or reason to it i just kind of dig into my old bin of GoPro bits that I've collected over the years and zip ties and freaking whatnot yeah. and, and try and get a little mount in there and then, and then get the GoPro basically as flush back forward into the chin piece as possible. Then, like I said, it looks good and that's the best angle coming around to what you're saying because for a multitude of reasons really, but firstly, top of the helmet, which is the classic one, you don't want it there because... A, the peak is obscuring the bike in the bottom of the shot, so you have no sense of what that's doing. B, it's really high, so it makes everything look small, flat, insignificant. The track doesn't look rough. And thirdly, you and me riding off-road, get yeah. our head taken off by a tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so then, then the next one people kind of cotton onto was underneath the peak, which is okay. But the problem is you have to point it down quite a lot to get the peak out of the top of the shot. Right. And the other thing too is you can see it. Like it, it obscures your vision when you're, because I especially I ride like that a lot. Some people um, ride like yeah. this heaps more yeah. and it wouldn't be a problem. But I, it was definitely blocking my view. So mouthpiece is good and it has the added benefit of being right in front of your mouth. So it picks up what you say. Yeah. I like the clamp. For me and just the style of our videos, the clamp, being able to take it off and talk to it. Yeah. And then yeah, put it for is, sure. is the, that's really the reason I've stuck with that clamp. Um, mm -hmm. And I've actually, uh, I, I've, yeah, I've had it come off a few, you know, uh, quite a few times. It's kind of my, I don't know where it is. Mine's getting kind of old and slippery. Yeah. Like the rubber parts aren't quite as grippy. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, right. if you hit a big whoop or a tree, you know, hit you, I've had it come off. You're like, ah, and you got to go get it. And so yeah. it's kind of a pain. Um, but I've lost a few GoPros. Like I've got, yeah. I'm responsible for, I would say four or five sitting in the New Zealand bushes uh, around the country, <laughs> uh, including, yeah, I lost two off of Paul Wibley. Do you know Paul Wibley? Oh yeah. I, well, I know, I know who he is. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. a two-time USGNCC champion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know if he just smacks his head on the handlebars when he rides or what. But... <laughs> I lost, I've lost two or three at least two in in Oklahoma at a race. I'm, I'm from Oklahoma, which is the middle of our country. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, we go back there and race every year. And two separate years, I lost a GoPro each year um, in <laughs> like going through some bush and having it hit me. And I'm racing though. I'm like, I'm not stopping, you know, to yeah, pick yeah. that up. Yeah. And, and then of course yeah. it's gone and you go back and look for it and what it is. Yeah, I wondered with the some of the ones that I'd lost too if they hadn't been nicked, like found and stolen. Um, yeah. Because it's kind of, unless it's muddy or something, it's not that likely they're going to get completely buried. Yeah. I One of mine was definitely in a mud hole. Like it was okay. a horrific mud race yeah. and I went back to, <laughs> and there was no, I mean, you know, you've been there for yeah. years trying to pull that out, but um but so that, I don't like that about that mount, but there's another, there's actually a cool mount these guys um, built. It's called the Chinster. It's like the Pro Shot, 
but it uses mm -hmm. these little snaps. Um, oh, yeah. And it's a 3D printed deal. It's pretty cool. They sent me one. I just, it wasn't easy enough to quick, like, spin around and look. Yeah. So, yeah. whatever. Uh, why yeah, not that attach a... Like you've got your mount sorted. Yeah. I said, Bruce Kennedy, why not attach a lanyard? Yeah. Well, Bruce, the lanyard thing doesn't work for pulling it off and looking back. And then when I race with mine now, I actually just zip tie it so it can't, I can't lose it. So like, it also doesn't yeah. come off. My answer to that, to that question would be um, that if it's on a pro rider, uh, that's a bit unfair to them to lanyard right. a GoPro to them that could potentially fall off and just be smacking them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, why not, Paul? It'd be good for Paul. He's an old guy. <laughs> it'd be hilarious. Um, let me see if we got any uh, questions. Uh, so, do you know Sounding Fiber sixty four? He sounds like he watches your stuff. You got? Yeah, he used to be a patron of mine. Uh, oh, okay. A long time supporter. Yeah. Nice. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba, real fast. Uh, Dan North at True North Motos. Have you ever checked out their stuff? They're in uh, Washington. Don't know. They make oh cool, maybe. They make really cool. Uh, well, what I'm using is a wiring harness um, for the new KTM's. It's really really sweet. And then he's got yeah, some how-to videos and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Let's see. All right. So now we'll get back there. Um, so guys, by the way, if you're watching this, first of all, thank you. Second of all, if you haven't yet, back out of the chat, hit the thumbs up, and then come back in. Also, I've typed Ash's uh, YouTube link in here a few times. I'll do it again. Um, make sure you guys go check out his channel, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, it's really cool. And now I want to talk about your... Oh, hold on. There's a question. What camera is highly recommended? What do you, well, actually, what are you using for GoPro? Are you using the newest, baddest? No, I'm using the 8. Um, the only reason is because my other cameras can't go any higher than like 30 FPS in 4K. So I don't need 9 or above because the only real advantage for me would be to go 60 FPS in 4K. Right. But um, yeah, it's like I said, my other cameras can't do it. So it's not much point unless I wanted to slow-mo the GoPro, which you don't often do. Nah, it doesn't mm. look that good. I've tried it, and it's yeah, it's just yeah. not that good. I so I have an eight, a nine. I don't know. I I used to sell them, so I whatever. I got a ton of them. My yeah. biggest thing about the nine over the eight is the replaceable lens. Yes, like, of course. If you break that thing, you can just go click and click, put a new lens on. That was my only That's thing really that good. makes a big difference for me because I break things. I'm, yeah, that is an advantage. And I think they went bigger batteries in like the 10 or something too. That's another advantage that's that's real. It's not like I'm saying that eight's the best camera. It's oh, just no. I'm like, doesn't quite justify it yet for me. But I, I yeah. really like the look of that new 11 um, Mini. Yeah, I got one LCD of those. screen on the back. Oh, really? That's an awesome camera by the looks of it. That Mini is sweet. The battery life is the holdback. It's an hour and a half. Oh, really? So... Oh, yeah. So I'm working on, I actually bought one of these things, like a charger. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. talked to a guy who's got one, and what he does is at breaks in the ride, like if you're just trail riding, he just plugs it in and recharges it. So Yeah, right. Um, we do, um, you'll see my next video is about a cross-country race 
and we go on board with one of the fastest riders in New Zealand, Brad Groombridge, probably the fastest rider. Oh in yeah, New that guy's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we're back at it. Paul Wibley's running his own cross country series now and kind of rival to the New Zealand national cross country series. And Paul's running his one under his own jurisdiction, which means no FIM rules and therefore helmet cameras are all good. There you so go. I have one on Brad and what we do in an endurance situation like that is we like what you just showed me a little lithium battery pack in the camelback cable up from the camelback down the side of the helmet and into the side of the GoPro and then we spray some like, um, I don't even know how you would describe it, like silicon filler around the cable and that whole charging SD card area and it right. kind of sets in there and it's stuff that sets in a way, I, I should know what the product's called, that you can kind of peel it off all in one go afterwards so that you don't oh. totally, yeah, yeah. like the other option would be Vaseline or something, but you'd be forever trying to get it out. Yeah, because I, I, I tried that a few times. I ran a chest mount with, anyway, whatever, and not only did the cord come out, I was worried about that open, like, dirt getting mm. in there, and mm. I just, it was like, ah. It never, I, it actually never caused a problem, but uh, I just was always worried about that, so. Uh, real quick, I got a guy asking a tech question. Uh, hey, got a big question. 22 KTM 300 XCW. The oil warning light keeps coming on, but it has plenty of oil in the reservoir. Do you know why bike is new? Um, well, I don't like those. <laughs> I don't like TPI bikes, um, but and it's not whatever. Long story. But um, and then the guy below sounding fiber 64 says nothing, just a silly warning light. So it's probably a connection. It's a it's honestly a good answer. But it's probably a connection on uh, the the thing that reads the level. It's it, check your wiring probe tox one in. I'll be um, taking it straight straight into the KDM shop. If it's well, the problem is it's a twenty two. It says it's brand new. Yeah, unfortunately, like everything, the um, dumb oh uh, warranty is thirty days. So like they'll probably just depending oh, really? on the. Depending on the dealer, they'll probably tell you to pound yeah. sand. Um, cause, just kick up a fuss. Yeah. Get in yeah, there and start swinging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, I like it. Uh, let's see. Uh, True North, yes, you do need to make a GoPro charger for the bike. That would be sick, actually. Um, mm. Isaac Van something de Jong has a question for you, Ash. As someone who lives in Nelson area, where are the best places to ride? There we go, trail and motocross. I can't really say. To be honest, the places I ride are illegal. Um, it's just everywhere is yeah. illegal. Unless you know a farmer, everywhere is illegal. And then the farmers is like, I can't, you know, I, I can't grant you permission to go on people's farmland. So, no, I'm afraid there's, there's almost nowhere unless you want to go to one of the known motocross tracks. Um, yeah, it's pretty crap. They kind of banned everybody from the pine forests in the last five years or so um, because of kind of increasing bushfires in the summers. So gotcha. yeah, it's just, it's just like everybody still rides there, but I can't, I can't recommend you do it. And I'm not going to tell you where I do because I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. How is, so as, on that topic, as a country of New Zealand, it's obviously very small compared to mm. the United States. Um, 
like so obviously Nelson area sounds like it's not much. Are there areas in New Zealand where there are yeah, more areas? There are. So in the North Island, I should really move to the North Island. It's a bit stupid that I'm still living here doing what I do, but the North Island has a lot of ride parks where okay. there's uh that we especially have like three or four or maybe even five in the North Island that are like these like a dozed track, but it's like thirty miles long. Nice. And it's just like wide. There's two ruts in each call, like booms, sand booms. It's like yeah. sandy type soil. And there's like these big um, jumps going down, you know, the downhills, like every now and then they put a, a drainage yeah. Um, yeah. that you could just jump off them. And it's like, yeah. oh, just actually, in fact, the video, my next video, this one of Brad, is at the race takes place at one of those ride parks. So you guys will get to see what I'm talking about. And there's like five of them. But the North Islands are a special place because it has this dirt called pumice which is a volcanic sand yeah. and um it's the only place in the whole world that has this type of dirt and it's just like oh you just like the most perfect dirt you can ever imagine in just about any conditions except for like a drought <laughs> right yeah well so yeah. is that does ben townley live on the north island he does he and does he's got he's one in of those the pumice traps. area Yes, he does. Cause I'm surprised you know that. Yeah, and I, dude, that that makes me yearn to ride there because I've seen it and it's like, oh my, it's like twenty something miles, his track, yeah. and it's yeah. like, God, that looks like fun. <laughs> I mean, it's foot looks yeah. fast, which is my, I don't know. I like riding all terrain. I like hard stuff, yeah, easy sure. stuff, but if I if someone told me, you know, held me down and said, Morgan, you got to choose one kind of riding for the rest of your life, it would be mm -hmm. faster, high speed stuff. Cause yeah, I just love it. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I feel like with that, I change. So, like I sometimes I'll go through a bit of a phase where I really like hard enduro and then, yeah, I, I want to do more motocross for a bit. And then, uh, but it's, um, yeah. And, and the place I live, you can't always find, exactly what you want to ride the dirt's just not that good in the south island it's a bit hard a bit rocky it's like it's almost like an england type terrain right yeah whereas the north island has more ooh, almost delving on like a tropical kind of rainforesty type environment mm -hmm. in some places yeah. yeah yeah it's uh yeah i mean it looks awesome we here i mean i'm very lucky <laughs> to live where I do because 15 minutes that way, which is east, is uh, 80,000 acres of open land. Um, mm. It's all desert, rocky, fast, like fast stuff, hard stuff, a mix of really everything, no trees. Uh, and then, you know, 10 minutes to the west is hard, gnarly, rocky stuff. And then, the I mean, it's just everything you could possibly imagine within... I mean, literally everything within an hour and a half, like motocross to the nastiest hard and dirty you've ever seen to 12,000 yeah. foot peaks to it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. It's I see your videos and I see like Kyle as well, um, from dirt bike channel. It's I'm yeah. just like, oh, yeah, that's what you want. Nobody gives a shit about it. There's nothing to be gained from that land. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just like, whereas go it's all fertile fun. here in New Zealand, like yeah. everywhere. So it's also valuable. So got uh, Nicola Flightus. Man, I'm. These are rough names. What's both of your favorite type of videos to film slash make? You go first, Ash. 
Um, oh man, I don't know. My videos are so all over the show. Um, I would, to be honest, that latest one that I did about Hurlings of Tomek, I really enjoyed because it was something completely different, working with not a single piece of footage that I shot. I had to go and find it all, cherry pick it from the internet, and it was this weird challenge because it was all already cut. So there's only the clips there that are usable, whereas the first thing you do normally when I start a big edit is go and cut out the bits that are usable, get rid of all that crap either side of it, and put it all in chronological order and organize it and see what I've got. But it was kind of all already there. And now it was about taking these bits and figuring out like, oh, okay, that, that clip there is from Moto 1. But that photo there that says it's Moto 2, but that's actually qualifying. So I put that in the qualifying folder. Like it was, it was just a new challenge. And it was like um, really enjoyable. It was so different. And working with 1080p stuff, which I haven't done in ages, so nice. My editing software crashed like, 800 times less <laughs> so that was good <laughs> um, yeah and also just working on something that's like kind of a bigger deal it felt like like this was the fastest riders in the world and I'm never normally working on that kind of thing not that not that we have slow riders here but it's like little old New Zealand and some small time event you know normally right mm. yeah I guess for me I don't know I like filming I think I like filming ride slash, I mean, if you want to call it a vlog, I like, I like filming a ride with friends and talking about the bikes. So like I, mm -hmm. one of my favorite recent ones was with my buddy who's, uh, came out to ride the 300 SX with me. Uh, so he was on a 300 SX. I was on my 300 XC, you know, both brand new bikes. He's definitely faster than I am, but we're both a riders. So like, we can go push hard, you know? And yeah. I had so much fun just running the camera. I never turned it off. And mm -hmm. every time we'd stop, we were just talking like friends would talk about the bikes. Like, Oh man, what do you think? Uh, and yeah. and yeah. then coming back and taking that footage, obviously throwing away most of it, but finding the nuggets that, that you think people want to hear. I mean, I'm just guessing at it. Yeah. What people want to yeah, know yeah. about these bikes. But I, it's super fun for me because I get to really enjoy the time out there. And then it's fun for me editing. Like, mm, Yeah, 100%. I know what you mean. Like it's certain videos are like, you know, there's a bit of a drag to edit. Whereas others, you're like, you're almost enjoying yeah. just watching it whilst you're editing. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. in reliving and, and that those moment. Moments, those moments you talk about too, where you forget that you're recording, it's just real. At that point, those are... Yeah, those are special. Yeah, I love, and it's, it's fun because you're reliving that fun time. It's like, it's what exactly. I hope that people experience when they're watching my video. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, you know, like they get to feel like they were there having that kind of fun. And, it, and for me, it's the same thing. Yeah. I'm like editing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, Barnado. Yeah, so yes, that I'm was correct. like, on the $1,000 challenge, that was like a big part of like my direction for the way we filmed it i was like right i want to set up a lot of situations here where we've got a direction we're going to lead us into it but this portion here whatever happens happens and it's going to be real and it, we get you know i don't know what the trail is going to be like i don't know if right. it's going to be a tree falling across it or the river's flooded or what um so and it was like yeah i sort of planned to not have a plan at certain phases to get exactly what you're talking about and then it's like the viewers there they're on the journey with you right yeah, because mm. 
sometimes I feel like when you're just trying to just review something or, you know, in the shop, I, I, mm -hmm. I don't know, my life's crazy here in the shop because it's like I'm filming and I'm trying to run a business <laughs> and <laughs> answer, answer phones and whatever. Um, but I mean, I, I enjoy that, but it's, I don't know, it feels like a movie production. Like we're just trying to get this done, film this right, get the parts right, get all that, you know, stuff. Whereas that kind of thing, I feel like it gets more traction online, which is good for, you know, money and whatever for YouTube. But then also yeah. yep. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it feels real, like organic, if you want to call it that. I mean, it just feels awesome. So. Um, yeah. Hold on, we got some questions here. Yes, we do need to get to the Pacific Northwest, True North, Dan. Um, we're gonna get Ash out here um, to Western <laughs> United States. We're gonna figure out how to do that. Um, I'd love to. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, boom, 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 boom. Do you know what we should do is, we yeah. should get in touch with Rocky Mountain or whatever, they're doing cheap bike challenges all the time now. Yeah. And do like a collaborate somehow that way. I thought that was so cool. That one where they got other YouTubers in like torture test magazine. That's someone that I really like. Who's yeah. I don't think far from you. And then um, they were set to have Kyle, but he got sick or something, but that just would have been so cool to see people that, you know, all yeah. come together. That's like, that's something that really excites me, but just doesn't exist here in New Zealand. It's not that there aren't people doing YouTube here in New Zealand. It's just like not people doing it full-time you know right yeah, yeah and, just me basically <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one guy one guy in the south island i i uh i've always i've thought it would be super cool to get like i don't know there's so many ways you could do it but i would love to get all of the moto youtubers that can right i don't care where they're from like if you can get the folks from south africa get the folks from the united yeah, states I mean, sure. obviously the u.s is you know easy because it's huge and there's tons of us but i just would love to get everybody together i mean even if it were like a race that's just yeah. for fun right you know, like it's not no bs like you know whatever we're just gonna yeah, go out yeah. for fun um but yeah i would i actually contacted rocky mountain today uh trying to get an affiliate deal with them yeah because right. i have an affiliate deal with like amazon and stuff like that and they they basically said that Kyle and Jay Clark are like the only people that get to do that. They just said like, I'm like, really? Like just two guys. I mean, I get it's Kyle, he's big, but like, come on. So, but she did give me an email. So I'm going to send an email to someone. She was just a chat person. So like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. It's interesting that you, that you got that reply. I, I did the same thing ages ago now because i got an affiliate link for um, my sponsor white's power sports here in new zealand who distribute um yeah. loads of stuff fly garnet yeah showy all sorts um and so i was like right oh i need if i've got an affiliate link for my new zealand viewers I, I need an affiliate link for my us viewers as well and um australian and whatnot so because the there's it's no point in you guys trying to buy from new zealand so um right. I yeah I am out there. I just didn't even get a reply though. <laughs> well, I the only reply I got was because I sent emails two of them, and yeah, okay. nothing. So you're and, just more committed than me. <laughs> yeah, well, and yeah, I was. I think I was ordering something too. So I'm like, wait a second. Well, actually, I had yeah. a problem that it would have been nice for them to not like. 
I mean, she was super nice, so they're not going to get a bad thing. But like, I bought a a fan, yeah. a Tusk fan kit for yeah. the bike because it's the only one that draws the it, draw, well, it draws the least number of amps. Anyway, whatever. Um, and you know, I get a discount through them just for being a normal customer. And I put it on, and it didn't work. Like, it's out of the box. There's a problem with the part. And so the cool thing was they. You know, they're like, yeah, we'll send you a new thing right away, blah, blah, blah. They're really great. I'm like, oh, and by the way, so as I'm talking to them, <laughs> do you have an affiliate program? <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'll look into that. And then they got back to, well, the Dirt Bike Channel and Dirt Bike TV are the only people that really have that. I'm like, well, that seems silly. You guys would make more money, I think. Mm, surely. So, yeah, whatever. Um, let's see. Moto Bunny. Do you know Moto Bunnies? Are they on your... Uh, yeah, I'm sure I do. Talking uh, about something uh, There's random. a lot of these names here that are ringing a bell for sure. They're talking about a lot of, uh, uh, a big mutter. It sounds like it's pouring rain somewhere near you. Um, but, uh, there's a dead toad. They're talking about the dead toad, which is a cross country race here. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, somebody was talking about all the places to ride in the North Island just before. Uh, yeah. And the sort of towering area, yeah. So, um, Pongakawa Bike Park, Burt's Farm, Maddox Bike Park, Ben Townley's Park's just about to open. They're all like the same thing, like these just trails yeah. for Africa that are this beautiful dirt. And it's like, oh, yeah, I've got to go. I've got to move there, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I'm slacking. <laughs> yeah. This is actually a good question, and you probably can't answer it. Well, maybe you can. Why does New Zealand get all these super cool diesel cars and small trucks? When mm. we don't. I don't really know. Yeah, but you're right. Like like Hilux, Triton, D Max. Yeah. Um I, I don't know. Yeah, you guys get like the Tacoma, which is yeah. massive and not very good off road compared to the Hilux. And then um Well the Tacoma's yeah, pretty you... close to the Hilux. The Tundra is the big one. Tundra... Oh yeah, right. No, the Tacoma is the Hilux. We just don't get the diesel version of it. Oh, right. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah I don't know. It just seems like, like a lot of the stuff you guys get, like you just get the scaled up version. We don't really get them. <laughs> right. Um, it's just because our country is smaller, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But your roads are massive too. Like we got, seriously, to go to go to Christchurch, which is like the nearest big city to me, it's, I don't know how far away it is in kilometers, but it wouldn't be that far. But the drive's four and a half hours because the road just doesn't go straight at any point. It's just weaving, weaving, weaving through the hills. So we have these really tight, windy roads. So I guess we just don't get massive trucks and stuff like you guys do. But yeah. that said, they are starting to catch on. I see way more Dodge Rams and um, F-150s around nowadays. Like we've, we've just recently got them for sale, brand new. But I don't know why you'd buy one. It's like 200 grand for a ute here. Whereas you <laughs> could have a, a brand new Hilux for like... 70 yeah god 70 anyway that's hard to believe yeah, yeah well <laughs> yeah so let's talk about we were we were starting to talk about it uh before we went live about your new video folks who haven't seen it please go watch it it's awesome it's about hurlings coming to the u.s and whipping up on all the u.s motor guys in his first race ever ama race ever um so as you heard Ash saying before, he was talking about how it was other people's stuff. And then he edited that together and has a great uh, narration over it. He's basically the Mike Rowe of New Zealand. 
And, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, what, how long did something like that, 33 minutes, something like that? Yeah, 35 minutes. So um, it was weird because it was, it's hard to say how long it took me because I got like half or most of the way through it and then I quickly switched off because I was getting paid to film a hill climb event that was local to me, which, which is another really cool video. That's my second latest upload and I raced in that one as well as filmed it. My girlfriend helped me and we made this real cool video about that, just trying to get up this yeah, massive hill as far as That was a phenomenal video, by the way. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I had to jump off it, quickly do that one, and then and then came back to it and finished it off. So it was hard to say, but like I would say I had definitely been working on it for at least two weeks before I jumped off it, and it was probably a, another week till I'd finished it. it. But it could have been three weeks just as easily before that. Like I would say close to a month for a video like that. Gotcha. Um, and it's just, yeah, nobody, nobody understands why that would be because it just doesn't, seem like it unless you've tried to edit before but there are so many little things like like even just you guys have got to understand that the story and the writing and the narration and all that that i say wasn't obvious to me i had to sit there and figure out every line of that and then look at examine the events that were coming up and think right how could i lead into that event and give that more weight or how could i fit this point in that i want to make about how um people don't talk about it since it's happened. How am I going to fit that in with this story and not make it stupid and like I'm just implanting my own grievance on this video that's otherwise about something unrelated and it's like, it's so hard to weave. And then, and then you got to factor in like, it, it seems almost like it's got this movie-like soundtrack to it. It's always got the right intensity or type of music for the moment. And I don't just like pay somebody to, to make and order some songs. Like I've got to right. go through a massive library and try and find ones that work and then cut them up to and get them to the right length that I need, like um, oh, yeah. move things around. And then you can actually download stems of music tracks from the websites that I work on. So you can download just the drums from that track or just the um, brass instruments or whatever. And so, yeah, sometimes to mix and cut and yeah. move bits of the song around, I'll, I'll be working with the individual instruments of this. Like it's just, that's just one example of the things that takes ages. And then another thing that was a real battle on that was because I was working with so many different people's footage is the color was also vastly, vastly different. And, but if you watch the video, it looks real consistent across the whole video. So yeah. I had to grade every single clip, um, to match the last one and kind of, and some's just so, so far away. Like, Racer X, who to their credit, I learned making that video are by far and away the dominant force in motocross coverage in America. They have yeah. so many images and videos of every event, but their footage is just like, I don't know, it's like the Donald Trump color grade. Like, the, it's just orange. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so I had to like bring that so far back towards blue to get it to look anything like the rest of it. And it's just, and then another thing people wouldn't realize too is all the bike sounds that you can hear are from other raw sound videos of just totally different riding and i've gone and like so right there might be a clip of hurlings flying past and muskan flies past the camera right behind him right i'm gonna go on 2015 best of the nationals raw sound and i'm looking at these old clips of dungy and rocks and racing against each other and try to find one where they both fly past the camera at the right time and then pop it in and yeah. kind of 
I, I move around like so it comes out of your left ear or your right ear so it sounds like it's oh, yeah. gone the right direction past you and it's like you can just imagine how that stuff would add up in terms of time i honestly <laughs> when you start talking about that much of it, it i'm surprised it would only be a month um, yeah, yeah i've honestly, gotten faster over time like for sure because i i even just when i try to like when i wear this mic and then want to sync that to just my <laughs> right you're like i'm like ah <laughs> you know it's yeah. it's a super simple thing to do but um, I can't imagine trying to like, yeah. And it's, and it shows that you're doing a great job because I thought that was so quality. Um, yeah, it was, it was really cool to watch. It was, and different, so different from what else that, you know, the other things that you yeah. do, but with still that same feel, part of it's obviously your voice and your narrator, but, uh, um, yeah, yeah. but the energy and the, just the flow of it was a lot, you know, was awesome. So I thought it was cool. Yeah. I watched it with my grandparents last night, actually. And they said they thought it was my best one yet. And of course, they watch all of my videos. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree with them, probably. I think it is my best one yet. And I think it's because the the footage, like almost, I don't want to sound cocky, but like almost matches the production quality now yeah. in terms of its scale of what the event was. Normally, it's like the event's so much smaller than the production quality that I'm putting into it. Or, or like you know, we're on this silly little adventure in the bushes or something and it just doesn't matter. Like people aren't thinking about the production quality. You Americans probably can't understand half of the things we're saying because yeah. people <laughs> can hardly even string together a sentence. But this time it was the best riders in the world and it's this big event and it's in that beautiful Ironman national track and there's the crowd everywhere and there's the banners everywhere and, and it's so bright and big and I, I made it 60 frames a second so it would look like ultra real i just wanted that video to be as grand as possible i made the, the audio really loud in spots and i put like loads of compression on my voice so it sounds like i'm a radio announcer um i made the colors like like push them as far as they could go before they're peaking and just look terrible and like i just i made that video as grand as possible because i felt that the occasion for once warranted it and i think all of these things lead to yeah like like almost my most complete production yeah 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 we did have a question which i i wasn't going to ask you because i've already asked you just privately how's the ktm killer coming um yeah okay okay it's um i will finish that series i want to do a big finale for it but the reason i haven't i, I kind of stopped and then got distracted by other stuff was because kynan who we were comparing the bike to his Husqvarna he sold that bike so I, I just didn't have a, another bike to compare it to and like you wouldn't believe it I I posted on Facebook and all sorts of things I said does anybody have a KDM Husqvarna or gas gas 250 or 300 TPI that I can rent for one day like I'll pay you for it and I couldn't find one. There's just like none around where I live. You'd so, hate to see what's, I mean, it's like, I it's so orange over there. It's like out of hand. <laughs> and that's just because we have a massive, really, really good Kawasaki and Yamaha dealer. And everything else is kind of small dealerships. And so people yeah. buy Yamahas and Kawasaki's. Another, here's a question that's going to be interesting for both filming and just the moto world what do you think about super motocross 
in the States coming up? Have you, do you know what it is? And yeah, I'm aware that it's coming, but I haven't actually looked into the details of it. Could you explain it to me? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Basically what happened was Feld Motorsports who owned, I think Supercross or maybe they own Motocross. Anyway, they own all of it now. Um, and what they're doing is they're, they're, they're taking the Supercross season and it's a separate Supercross season, like guys competing. And then they're taking the motocross season, and I think they're shortening the motocross season by one, maybe the supercross season by one. Um, and you can compete in supercross, and then you can compete in, in motocross, and then there's a final um, three rounds at the end of the year that are going to be like a mixed terrain. Um, like So I think it's going to be outdoors, so it's probably going to have to be... It'll be in the fall, so it could be anywhere, I guess. But it's going to be outdoors, but it's going to be a mix of kind of obstacles. And they're going to take the top 20, I think, from the, the, like, from the two seasons. They're going to take like, the guys who raced all of them, right, or you know, raced through the whole season. They're going to take the top 20, put them in the first two or like a playoff, like two, their playoffs for gate choice and all that. And then the final round is like, king champion super motocross guy so it's going to be it's kind of like i don't know what new zealand has but it's um it's we have something like like this at um the events mx fest and we have like shootouts and they narrow the field down till there's two riders left okay so this is like it's still going to be a 20-man gate or whatever or maybe it's 40 but anyway what it's still gonna be a big race at the end but there's gonna be one winner at the end of it all oh it's kind of like yeah. the old grand champ. We used to have in the U.S. Wait, we used to have the so grand sorry, I, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention properly. So the champion is is of Supercross, Motocross, and Super. Well, the, Moto. yeah, it's like so back in. I'm sure you've seen on any Sunday. Yeah, yeah. The classic. So um, those guys were part of the Grand National Championship. They had to race okay. flat track, motocross. And road racing. Okay. I get you now. I'm with right? you now. Okay. And they got points for all those. And then there was one number one plate, right? Yeah, so right. this is just two series with, in the end, one number one plate. But you got to race for it. It's not just, you know, they don't just take okay. the most points and give it to the guy. They take all the most points, the 20, I think it's 20, um, you know, guys from the whole two seasons and then mm-hmm. they race these three races, and the first two, like I said, are like playoffs to so like determine points. And then the last race is like it. So it's okay. uh, yeah. And so when you say, and I don't is it like only one number one player. Yeah, so there'd still be championships awarded for the individual. Yes. Championships. Yes. And so- then next year, if you did. If you won that, like just the Supercross, do you get to run the number one? Player? I that part I don't know. I that okay. part wasn't clear because um, <laughs> I listened to um, I forget Pulp and Max or I don't know Whiskey Throttle. I forget. Well, you know they've all talked about it now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget. And you could tell that they're still working out the details. <laughs> like mm, it's yeah. <laughs> like they know the dates, they know the places. All that. It, the one big thing is. It's like a $10 million deal at the end. Like, it's a huge prize for the guy that wins. Shit. Troy's saying it, it, it is that way. Well, that's what they're saying anyway. Troy's okay. actually, I went to school with him. Um, okay. Gotcha. But, um, 
Yeah, that's interesting. I'll tell you why. I'm all for it. Like, I think change is good. Um, even yeah. if it's wrong and they go back, like, they need to be doing something. Because I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and, like, you watch a Supercross race from this year, then go and watch one from 2011 and try and tell me the difference. Yeah. There's There's been no advancement. Like, yeah. since they went to widescreen, there's been no major... Yeah. Like, whereas the Formula One's always evolving. And, yeah. You know, the, the bigger championships that are really pulling in the money. And it's like, yeah, motocross needs to evolve. And if I'm saying that about the AMA, holy shit, does the world championship need to evolve? My God, that's been average for like two decades now, the coverage of that, you know? So, yeah. I, um, I agree. Yeah. I think something's got to, something's got to change. The other cool thing is they finally uh, fixed how you watch it because. Again, this is a United States situation, but like, I don't know how many seasons you you stream uh, Supercross on one thing, you know, Peacock, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. then you had to buy another thing for motocross. Yeah. And then yeah, this last year, it switched halfway through. You had to buy another thing. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. I'm aware of that because that's the only way we can watch it. They stopped putting it on TV for us. So like, right. yeah, and then it's like, Freaking half the time it won't load, and then um, like the replay is not ready afterwards. If you catch it late, it takes like yeah. hours before it's ready to replay. Yeah, so uh, now it's just it's, terrible, and it's so expensive. I know now it's all going to be on Peacock. It's okay. all owned by the same company, so I think I really think That's it's going to be good. Um, yeah, I and I've always thought. I mean, I you know I love the guys at the top of the game doing their thing. But like you said, I feel it's kind of stagnant. I mean, it's just, it's mm. kind of the same thing over yeah. and over again, you know? And, and again, I don't disagree with rules about not getting people hurt, but if you go back to the eighties when guys were like, I mean, they were racing, dude, they were racing because they wanted to race. Like there was no money in it. they yeah, just wanted yeah. to go fast and they're banging each other. And of course it, the speeds were slower and all that stuff. I get it. But it was a lot more interesting to watch than mm. now. I mean, you get, and I'm not saying people should purposely hurt people, but you get fined a crap load yeah. of money if you, you throw a gnarly pass on someone. Yeah. Um, and I, I would like know. to, I'd like to see those guys keep that like that, but then I'd like to see more amateur. Like, it's like watching college football or college, you know. <laughs> you need to guys, watch arena cross. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just it. But they don't, that, I would, that, arena cross is a perfect example, but they don't televise that. You know, it's like not yeah, here, yeah. not often. Um, but like, I would love to see that. And then I really like to see AMA allow 252 strokes race with the 254 strokes. Because yeah, if they're fuel injected, I don't see why they shouldn't be able to. They can't be that much less efficient. No, and they, well, and the thing is, it's, well, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories as to why money and the manufacturers and all this stuff. Yeah. But it would allow a lot more people into the sport, right? Because to build, we have some folks around here that are, um, they live up in about an hour away, and they're, they're competing on the, the pro class at, in the 250s, and it's basically 50 to 60 grand a bike to compete. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. and that's U.S. So that's crazy because the bike is yeah. ten to start, yeah. and then you got to put another forty in it to yeah. to compete. Whereas if you have a, and then you probably got to have another one too, a backup. Well, you yeah, at least two. Um, yeah. And then, but then you get, but if you have like, you know, a two stroke two fifty, 
they got the horsepower, right? I mean, they yeah. can just yeah. So we did that for a number of years here in New Zealand, and actually we have, we had multiple MX two two fifty two stroke champions, um, right. and they banned them again, which I thought was a bad move, but they seemed to think it was an unfair advantage. But the problem. I had with that is the people that have this unfair advantage switched to a four stroke again the next year and won again. So it, it was yeah. the rider, not the bike. Um, right. But yeah, I think it's great. And what they did was restricted the modification of the engine. There's basically, sure. you couldn't do anything to the um, carby or the reeds or anything like that. You you could just put a exhaust on it and that was it. Right. And um, yeah. yeah, like it's, it's Which especially also keeps these, it less expensive. Yeah, exactly. And and like especially these days, in my opinion, 250Fs accelerate faster. Right. Like just straight up. They can put the power to the ground and they go so fast, man. They're so powerful. Oh, yeah. It's just, I think it's no advantage. But like you said, it's cheaper. Like um, my friend Bailey Basley is a really good rider and probably one of the best in this area who won that hill climb event. Um, yeah, it's just blowing his 250F up again and it's a massive bill to fix it. Oh. And I say to him, like, you you need a you need to go to a two fifty two stroke because they're allowed in cross country in the MX two class. Yeah. Or a um or a four fifty, because it's like they last longer. You know, it's just at, yeah. at an amateur level, two fifties are so financially unrealistic. Two fifty Fs that is. Oh yeah. Oh, I I see it every day. I mean kids blow them up all the time and it's three grand for a motor on a 250f or it's a twelve hundred dollars for a two-stroke yeah exactly it's half the money and and the rebuilding to keep it from doing that is way cheaper as well and easier you know you could do it in your garage it doesn't take a bunch of tools to take your bike anywhere Yeah. yeah it's super simple i would just like to see the the money come back down because I just think it would be good for the sport. Get a lot more people into it. Um, I think so. If you keep, like you said, if you keep it to where all you can do is put a pipe on it, this cost you what? Mm. I mean, US 300 bucks Yeah. and and your bike's ready to rock. Whereas like, well, you game, don't even have to do that with modern bikes. That's not no. like stock pipes are bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just go ride it. And yeah. Be- because yeah, the 250F, a stock 250F has no chance against a highly modified 250F. Um, 250 uh, stroke. Well, no, no, 250. No, like if you took oh, a, right. a stock yeah. 250F and you paid 10 grand and, and went to race it, yeah. in yeah. a motocross race, off road's different, right? Off, I mean, yeah. that's a completely different situation because the horsepower just doesn't matter that much. But at yeah. a track, that, I mean, getting especially to off the, the start, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then the way, especially in supercross, when they're so one lined where it's really hard to pass. The start is so deadly important, yeah. you know, yeah. that, I mean, unless you're the top of the top, it's hard to weave through that traffic, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one. Like it's, but yeah, I'm with you. We're, loads of series have done the 252 strokes in the lights class and it's worked fine every time. It's not been a, a whitewash of 252 strokes ever. Yeah. No, and it, I don't yeah. think it would be, like you said, it's more of the rider anyway, but it would I think like lower that uh, floor for getting in, you know, mm. money wise yeah, to race. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it would just be cool too, like the battle yeah. of the bikes. It would bring a lot of interest. Yeah, and like, yeah. well, I don't know if they're still doing the dream race. They were doing the dream race uh, AMA 
um, the 125s. Like they did yeah. them, I don't know, three or four yeah, times. Yeah, that's right. And uh, the crowd went nuts watching. Yeah. It was the slowest thing you've ever seen. It's like, because we're, we're at Lakewood in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, and it's an uphill. At altitude. <laughs> yeah, it's altitude. It's uphill tilled up and my butt had a friend that was racing it. He's a crazy man. And, uh, it, it, it was the slowest, but coolest thing you've ever yeah. seen. Cause they dropped the gates. It's just like yeah. all the noise in the world. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> slowly up the hill, but it, it was cool to watch. I mean, it was and the crowd was just freaking out, mm. you know? So I don't know. It'd be, it'd be a good, I think it could be good for the sport, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, so I don't. I want to be respectful of your time. We're at an hour. Um, okay. Anything else that you want to impart? <laughs> um, um, like things you want to, and like, and you can go as long as you want if you keep want to keep talking. I'm not in a hurry. But um, anything else you want to talk to? Give other people who are interested in filming and getting better shots and making better videos. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, I would say the main thing I, that I'd say to people who are learning uh, is is learn about editing rather than buying more expensive cameras. Like there's so much more quality quality to be gained in the edit. Even I'm always learning new stuff. Um, and there is with getting the latest and greatest camera. Like you can still get just like you can buy an expensive bike and ride slowly. You can buy an expensive camera and get terrible footage. Um, and the other thing I would say too is I don't actually think I'm that great at filming. Like my editing skill level is way, way, way higher than my filming skill level skill level is. Like it would probably be a bit rich of me to say that I'm terrible at filming because yeah, come on, I'm not. But my videos look okay. But like I don't understand lighting that well. Um, Half the time when I'm filming the bikes, I'll run autofocus because like I don't have nice flash monitors to where I can pull focus properly. So I just run autofocus half the time. It depends on the situation and and um like I don't film in in log, which is this this really washed out way that you can film so that you can have heaps of room to edit your colours afterwards. I don't bother with it all sorts of things like it, like a, that would be considered kind of amateur, but yet my videos come out way better than people who are filming with the latest Sony FS7s or whatever, because I know how to put them together. And, and on top of that, which is even more important than any measure of quality is story. You've got to be able to tell a story and you can tell a story with the most bare bones of tools. Um, it does, you don't need like loads of flash stuff. If the story's good, it's going to be way better than any amount of quality, any amount of money, you know? Yeah. It's about the story. And it took me a long time to learn that. Well, and I think, you know, it's been cool to see the barriers of filmmaking come crashing down, right? Because of YouTube mm -hmm. and things like that. And watch these people become rich and famous yeah. using an iPhone or, uh, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and I, I, I agree. Like my biggest, my best investment was for me, I use final cut pro. What do you use for, um, Vegas, okay. it used to be called Sony Vegas, but it's called magic's Vegas now. And, okay. uh, it's terrible by a lot of people's, um, opinion, but, uh, it does crash a lot. 
But yeah, people get too hung up on what editing software to use. They can all accomplish the same thing. Right. Don't get too worried about that. But if you're starting now, I'd recommend Final Cut's good. Adobe Premiere is really good. And DaVinci Resolve is really good. Like if I could begin again and learn the ins and outs, every little nook and cranny of editing software, I'd start with one of those. But I can obviously do the job fine with Vegas. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it matters at all because, like you said, they're all powerful enough, right? Yeah, yeah. The for me, it's what makes sense in your brain, and for for yeah. me, Final Cut works because everything I own is an Apple, like yeah, the phone, yeah. the whole thing, right? So like, it just my brain works like Apple works, and so right, so just like, overpriced and a bit useless. Yeah, yeah. I, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. No, I'm joking. Ah, I, I can take it. I got big shoulders. I <laughs> they're they're 100 overpriced. But like, again, my um, my tiny brain can hmm. use it, right? No, they're good in a sense of that they just work. Apple yeah. is really good like that. Um, Windows, you end up with a lot more weird incompatibilities and errors and that sort of thing, but. The flip side is you can get a lot more performance for your dollar. Right. Well, and I know that mm. a lot, you know, people who are good at it, and like I said, my whole style of making these videos is very different than yours. I'm, I'm just like a day-to-day, like, hey, we're in here in the shop doing this thing guy, um, not making movies per se, which I yeah, I mean, Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so for me, it just has to be fast. Like I... The guy I yeah. rode with when we used that drone, I had a huge crash. Um, couldn't believe how fast I got that video up. He's like, "How the dude? How'd you do that? You told the story." And I'm like, "It's because, dude, I I know what I'm good at, and I can go click, 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 mm-hmm. click, click, and done, and mm-hmm. get it yeah. get it out." And it's um, you know, and it's what obviously the people who watch my stuff like. And but I, you know, I love watching your stuff and things like that because I don't know, I feel more like in it like yeah. I'm down yeah. inside of it like watching this thing is so cool but yeah. yeah it's more about what can you do and without wasting a ton of time learning unless you, i guess you're just a kid you got time on your hands yeah and just just doing is the main thing i would say too like so many people fall at this hurdle and they just don't begin they don't do like the only way you're going to get good at anything this is not unique to filmmaking this is the same goes for writing same goes for getting good at a video game you just have to do it like if you do it, there's no way you're not going to eventually become good at it. But right. if, you, if you expect your first video to be good, <coughs> you're going to quit. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you're just going to quit. Yeah. I like, I, uh, I follow uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you know who Gary V is. Yes, I do. Yeah. So one of his, I don't know, biggest pieces of advice to anyone is to don't worry about the quality just do it like stop mm-hmm. screwing around and do it and if you're filming like if you're in a because there's lots of ways you could write you could i mean whatever there's lots of ways to express yourself ours is just with video but like if it's mm-hmm. filming just film it all do it and refine it and actually it's cool because i have i have lots of people who've been watching me from way back and they're just excited to watch it get better right they like to see that's part of the story to them is like yeah. Oh, Morgan yeah. got a new camera. That's cool. It sounds nice yeah. now, you know? Like, you could go back on my channel and see the quality drop drastically. <laughs> it's like yeah. 
not unique to you. That's um, all of our channels are like that. Yeah, and it's cool to see though. Instead of like, yeah. I think a lot of people watch the newest thing from their favorite person, and they think that they got to go straight to that. And it's like, mm. no. I mean, for mm. I, like Mr. Beast, you go backwards to his videos. I mean, they're ridiculous and horrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, whatever, he's giving away a million dollars every other week. Which <laughs> <laughs> is nuts. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, cool, man. I, I think we shut her down. It's been an hour. I want to yeah. say massive yeah. thank you. Stay on for just a second after we close this thing down. Yeah, um, of course. But thank you guys all for watching. I really appreciate it. Please go to Ash's channel uh, if you haven't already. Uh, it's just youtube.com slash Ash Soman. Um, you'll love it. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys being here. And uh, as always, I hope you get out, spread the gospel two wheels. And I hope that what we're doing is insi like inspiring you guys to work on, but more importantly, get out and ride your dirt bikes.